Effective communication and voice, relationships, leadership, managing a team, working with colleagues and coworkers, siblings, parents, kids. It never stops. There's always someone to communicate with, and there's always someone who is hard to communicate with. Is it them or is it you? Are you throwing blame? Are you talking at? Do you need to take ownership? One of the things I've been teaching a lot on lately is ownership in relationships from a voice perspective. That's what I'm talking about today on the podcast. I think you're going to like this episode and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you with me today, as always. We've got a great episode for you today. In fact, I'm actually going to do a series around relationships and voice. So it's going to be a little bit more effective communication, but a lot about voice. You know, it's so interesting to me. Psychology of the voice is really special and and often parents will ask me about certain things about their children in relation to how they're using their voice with them. Or people will say, oh my gosh, this is like marriage counseling. So many, so many different people, different scenarios beyond, I'm going to stand on a stage and speak. And that's really psychology of the voice because When we're dealing with people, we're dealing with our our voice and our voice stories and what is in our muscle memory. We're dealing with our inability or ability to effectively communicate. We're dealing with our voice masks. And so I find very often that tone of voice, especially in relationship, all different kinds of relationships, parent, child, sibling to sibling, even managing a team, being a leader, working with coworkers, working with colleagues, so much, well, dare I say, everything has to do with how you use your voice. So I wanted to do a little series where I'm going to do several different episodes on several different topics around voice and communication in relation to relationships. And as I sit here starting this intro, I I think about so many of the stories that people have told me over the years. I remember one man, he came to me and he said, I'm just really having some challenges with my grown daughter. Now, that's not why he came to work with me. He came to work with me because of his business. But at one point in our time together, he brought up that his daughter was really, really bristling when he would try to talk to her and would try to help her and would try to give her advice. And he was aware of it, 
And so he was really trying hard to not make her feel like she wasn't capable, which is what she felt like. She said, you don't think I can do anything is basically the gist of what was happening. And it didn't take very long at all to discover that in his effort to not make her feel that, he was actually foreshadowing that through certain sounds in the effort to not do what he thought would set her off. And it was literally microscopic sounds. I remember working with another man, and I actually wasn't even working with him. It's an entrepreneur that I interact with quite often. And he asked me a question. We, I think we were doing an interview, or I may have been working with him that day. I don't remember. But anyway, he told me something about his son that his son was doing. And I said, oh, yeah, this is why. Change and use this voice technique and see what happens. And it immediately shifted it. Now, I think he calls me the, the baby whisperer or something like that. We determine who you are, what is going down based on sounds. And that is oftentimes not what's going down. You've heard me talk about it in relation to entrepreneurs or business people. What do you want me to feel? Okay, well, I'm not getting that. I'm not I'm not getting that in the sound. And I don't know the backstory. So we really have so much more inner freedom when we can line up what is going on internally, who we really are, what we really want to say, how we really want to say it. And yet we don't. And that's what this series is going to be about. Some of the biggest, most glaring things that I hear and see people do. Now, today I want to talk about ownership and radical responsibility. You've heard me drop nuggets around this before, but this is what I'm going to talk about. And there's going to be a couple of offshoots beyond ownership and radical responsibility. I've been on this radical responsibility kick for several months. In fact, I think people are sick of hearing me talk about it. But we have to take responsibility for what we think, what we feel, what we do. And statistically, that's not what we're seeing. Statistically, we're seeing people in in blame mode and in uh, refusal to take responsibility mode to a pretty significant degree. You've probably heard the statistics about there's more narcissists alive in the world now than there ever was before. So we've always been, what about me? Because we have ego. But what I'm talking about is deflection, blame. Well, look at what you did. You don't ever do this. You never listen to me. You, them, they, all of this deflection creates a big problem. And we have to get really comfortable with taking ownership for what we think, what we feel, what we believe. And I'm going to show you how to do it in this episode because the whole game is about keeping the subconscious of your listener open. If you don't feel heard, there's an excellent chance that you are having a tone 
having negative raw emotion, saying something in such a way that the listener's subconscious shuts down because the ego just isn't going to hear criticism generally. And there's a lot of factors around the voice negatively impacting relationship. Tone is a big part of it. I'm not going to dive too much into tone today, but I will do a whole episode on tone. Those are always my most downloaded videos, watched videos, downloaded podcasts is when I talk about tone. And we're not taught this stuff. We are emotional beings. We are reactionary beings, some of us more than others. One of the things that I tell people all the time when I'm working with them, even in leadership roles, is... You want to use a tongue lash because it feels powerful. Voice masks feel powerful, but that doesn't mean they are. Saying things like, you never do what I ask you to do. You always say that. You never let me finish a sentence. In personal relationships or even in business relationships, you've got to get that done. You never meet your deadlines. That's not ownership. And so one of the things that I am really teaching people all the time, especially of late, is really learning how to say, it seems to me, what I see happening, what I think, what I feel, and this is why. A long time ago, I did an episode on I think I feel and why, and it's critical. And we don't do that. We just start dropping facts. We start laying blame. We start talking at, and that's not going to get you what you want. That is not going to, that's not effective communication. Sometimes we go straight to facts. We think, okay, if I just stick with the facts and I say, you you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you didn't do that, you never, exactly what I'm talking about, but it's still deflection. It's still, I am blaming you because I feel frustrated. Okay. We have to start rolling in the, I feel frustrated. And maybe you know this, maybe you don't, maybe you know this, maybe you knew this and you forgot it. But I find that people are often stunned when I bring this in. We have to own our part. And when people get upset with us, this is a judgment thing. I'm going to veer off for a minute. And people get, people judge us and everybody's nervous about judgment. Everybody fears judgment. People don't like judgment. And what I say to people has to do with ownership. So in your relationships, business, home, whatever, somebody gets mad at you, somebody judges you. The first thing you do is look at ownership. Did I say something I shouldn't have said? Did I take a tone I shouldn't have taken? Do I need to make an apology here. Am I responsible for this reaction? And a lot of times, in fact, many, many times the answer is no, but sometimes it is. And so the first thing I always look at if somebody's upset with me, and I see this and I have to do this in parenting the most. Okay. What did I say? Do I need to take ownership for something Or is this just their reaction because they're not liking what I'm saying? And so we have to get really good at determining what is our part, what is their part, and and not take on their part, but definitely take on ours. 
I see people a lot of times, and my people pleasers do this. They'll say, I'm sorry over everything. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I bring in ownership. Okay. Did you do something wrong? Well, no, but I feel bad. Okay. Don't say you're sorry. Own that you feel what you feel, but you don't have to apologize for it. We apologize when we take an action that hurts someone or maybe when we've done something wrong, but I've got people, they say, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? Ownership. Don't apologize for the sake of apologizing. Apologize if you need to apologize. But take ownership of your part. Phrases like what I think, what I think is happening here. I feel we ought to consider this. Are generally two things that that in the business world, often especially, we're, we're told not to say. Think is weak. Okay, I'll agree with that to a degree. If you believe it to be true, you don't say, I think. An example of that would be as if I was working with you and you have a tone of condescension. If you have a tone of condescension, I know it. And I say, well, I think if I know there's a tone of condescension, I'm not going to say I think. But if I'm a little unsure what I hear and I need to unravel it, I might use I think. Feel is literally the F word to a lot of people. Don't bring in feeling. Don't talk about how you feel. We don't do feelings here. And I think that probably the definition of feel is out of whack. When I talk about feel, I'm talking about where you're coming from. I'm talking about, yeah, maybe happy, mad, sad, glad is part of it, but it might be I want you to feel like you're safe here. I want you to feel like you've known me your whole life. I want you to feel like I know what I'm talking about. But yet, especially my professionals get it in their mind that, oh, no, no, no feeling. It's all words. We got to get the words. We've got to focus on the words. And even in conflict in relationships or challenges in relationships, like the story I told you when we first started today, he was working on getting the words right was a big part of it. We must learn to speak from the heart. And that's what I think I feel and why helps us do. Why does this matter to you? I don't know. Don't assume I know. If you just bark an order at me, if you just tell me something I'm doing wrong, one, if you don't take any ownership of how you feel about it, I could shut down subconsciously, but I don't know why it's important to you. And this is a big piece that we forget. This matters to me because this is important to me because I really want to see this happen because. That gives us more information. I think, I feel, and why are critical in this ownership game. And the more ownership you can take in your conversations, in conflict, in relationships, in business relationships, the more people are going to stay with you. The longer they are going to subconsciously hear what you have to say. 
No ego wants to be attacked. That's why they've they've turned it into, well, we call it constructive criticism. That's to soften the blow to the ego. But again, ownership. You give me a constructive criticism. In fact, I just read an email that somebody on my email list sent me some constructive criticism. Well, I I don't have to take that on. I have to look at my part. Hmm. Was there something in that email that would have set him off? There's something in that email I shouldn't have said? No, I don't think so. And then I can let it go. I have a lot of people, they will spend a Sunday thinking about, well, if they say this, I'm going to say that. And if they say this, I'm going to say that. And when they say this, I'm going to say that. Stop doing that. Simply own where you're coming from. Stop belaboring over getting the words right. Stop fearing what they're going to say and do. Literally speak from the heart. When I talk about, when I do the episode about tone, I'm going to talk a lot about how we tend to use tone of voice instead of words. Don't do that. Speak from the heart. Don't assume that people know. Don't assume people know why it's important to you. And don't work from, this is what you, this is what we tend to do because it feels powerful. We work from the negative emotion. We work from what we perceive is the power place. Let me tell you, let me show you, I'm going to, I'm going to make you get it. That's not ownership. Humility goes a long way here. Let me humbly say, this is what I'm feeling and this is why I'm feeling it. And this is why this is important to me. And I wanted you to know that. The bottom line on all of it, every episode I do on relationships and voice and everything else is about, you have to be willing to let go of the outcome. I was working with a coach the other night, my coach, and we were talking about what she was talking about, how control is an illusion. Control is an illusion. You cannot control how I feel. And lack of ownership is about trying to control how someone feels. I want you to feel bad. I want you to be sorry. I want you to get it that you've done wrong. I see this in relationships all the time. And you might be bristling in your chair right now, but you know it's probably true. The way out is I have to let you know I feel like this when this happens. And I'm not sure if you're aware of that. I'm not sure if you realize that. I'm not sure if you're even intending to make me feel that way. We have to learn ownership of thoughts, feelings, why, even words. And when you can master that, there is so much more ease in relationships. There is so much more open communication. The the fear of conflict goes out the window, really. Well, there's other techniques I can plug in for you. But when I'm taking responsibility for how I feel, I'm not going to feel like I need to tongue lash you for you to get it. I'm not going to feel like I have to attack you 
verbally and tonally for you to understand. No, I'm just coming from the place of speaking from my heart because I know I can't control you. And that's a hard one for people because as humans, from the minute we come out the womb, we believe we can control. I can control mom if I throw a fit. I can control everything. No, you can't. But you can take ownership for how you feel. So think about your relationships. You might be, as you're listening to this today, thinking about marriages or your children or your coworkers and colleagues. Where can you take ownership? I remember working with a company years ago. Well, actually, there were two companies that same year. And I really don't do a lot of this work anymore. It was almost mediation work. They brought me in, each of them, separate companies, because they had one person that was storming through the office, making everybody's life miserable, not saying anything, not taking ownership of what they felt. One of them was a man, one of them was a woman, but literally slamming doors, saying nothing, be, or if they did say something, it was attacking, condescending, negative emotion in the tone because they were frustrated, because they were upset. And that is valid. I'm not saying don't ever feel anything. Don't be upset. But I am saying if you don't take ownership and you do things like silent treatment or tone of voice or those kinds of things, you're not taking ownership and you're throwing blame. And we don't know. One of these companies, they had no idea what the woman's problem was. They'd ask her and she wouldn't say. And so they're just trying to go on with business and she's storming in and out, refusing to talk to anybody. And if she did, she had a very condescending tone. Well, it turns out it was something as simple as people were getting on her computer when she wasn't there and she didn't like it. But she could not say, this is what I think. This is what I feel. I, it may sound crazy, but I need to let you know, it upsets me very much when people are on my computer when I'm not here. Is there another way around this? Is there something else we can do? Is there another solution? She couldn't do it. And this is what I see. Most people can't. Many people can't, especially my people pleasers. And so they go to silent treatment or they go to raw negative emotion in the tone or they go to blame or they go to deflection because for some reason it is so hard to say, I can't even tell you why, but it really upsets me when. And that's what we have to get to the bottom of. Part of it could be you're worried about what they're thinking. Part of it could be you don't want to upset people. If you don't want to upset people, it's too late because you've already used a tone. So we go around instead of going through. Let me try to manipulate it this way to keep them from being upset, or let me try to manipulate it this way to make sure they get upset. 
and we just need to go straight through. Effective communication is this is where I'm at. This is what I have to say. This is how I feel. This is what I think. So take a look at your relationships, all of your relationships, and see where you might have room to start taking a little bit more ownership of what you think and feel and start playing with it. Start rolling it out. I promise you, it is a game changer. All right, I'm going to wrap it up here. I will do more episodes on effective communication around relationship, tone of voice, using your voice effectively in relationships. And I might be talking about marriage. I might be talking about siblings. I might be talking about leadership. It's all the same. Everywhere you go, you're using your voice. And everywhere you go, you're communicating effectively or not. So apply this to wherever you need to apply it in your life. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with me again. It's always great to have you. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up and I'll see you in the next episode. If there are specific things that you struggle with in relationships that are centered around voice or communication, don't hesitate to shoot me an email, Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y at CaptivateTheRoom.com. And let me know what's going on. I'll roll in an episode for you in this series. All right. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab the voice formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 